Hello, Barry Wimbolt here. In this episode, I'm sharing some ideas on what can loosely be called career guidance. Uh, you know, we all have moments in life where we get stuck. It may be a particular challenge, um, in this case, a career choice, or it could be something about an important relationship or increasingly demanding workload, and so on and so forth. If you're a regular listener, you know the sorts of things I talk about. I always aim to provide practical ideas, if not solutions. And this episode is prompted by the fact that on a regular basis, I get questions from around the world on something related to career. If you're happy as you are, then you don't need this. That's absolutely fine. Um, but I'm talking to those people who maybe have written into me, some of them, and others who may be struggling with the idea of choosing a career, changing a career, where to go with their career, and even pre-career, because I get a lot of questions about this as well, exams, the pressure related to those things. What seems to be behind all of these questions is the idea, the assumption, that the clock is ticking and that the questioner needs to take action now, otherwise all will be lost. And many of them are quite distressed about this. If I relied on these questions for my information about life and the world, I think it's pretty depressing out there. But I think one of the problems that we're all struggling with at the moment is the idea that there is some destination, some target to be achieved at a certain point in life. And if you don't do it, you're somehow a failure or you're on the scrap heap or you just won't be able to succeed in life. Well, I'm the living proof that that's not true. And many people like me, I'm in my 70s now. I've been uh, very, very fortunate in my life, but I didn't follow the traditional career path by any means. And I certainly didn't study well when I was at school. But I did go back to university later when I was a bit brighter, when I'd woken up. And more importantly, perhaps, I went back to university when I was interested enough in the topic to want to study it. And that's a really big question, isn't it? Because it wasn't some rite of passage. Oh, I've got to go to university and I'd better choose what I'm going to study while I'm there. That can be pretty hard. And it's also particularly hard at an age when most people are making those decisions and as yet have no life experience to base these decisions on. So if you like, you can call this alternative career advice, because I'm certainly hoping to offer an alternative viewpoint at least. As I said earlier, if you're happy as you are, then stick with it. There's no need to listen to this. But maybe you're struggling with some aspect or decision making. And what I'll do in this episode is provide a little balance to prevailing ideas and in some cases, myths. So first of all, there's plenty of advice out there. But that's advice that's very often given by organisations that have a vested interest in keeping the status quo as it is, in keeping the world going as it is, in providing cannon fodder for employers, and generally preparing people for a life of work. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. 
But much of that advice was put together before we got to the world we live in today. So, for example, the idea of choosing a career, perhaps that's not relevant anymore. Charles Handy talked about the idea of a portfolio career, which means studying many things, many areas, possibly even adding voluntary work or personal development to your CV, rather than simply following the approved path to a chosen metier or career. And possibly in this, we're overlooking something else at the moment in these extraordinary times we're living in. The pandemic and the ensuing limitations, lockdown and other pressures, have all added extra burden. Maybe at times like this, it's an idea to stop and reflect and to stop pushing ourselves. So overall, what I'm saying here is I'm not knocking the idea of studying and following a traditional route into the workplace. Neither am I knocking the idea, if you're happy and you know what to do, of choosing a career and sticking to your goals. What I am saying is, though, I think we need sometimes to take a step back and consider, is this what I really want to do? And if I have even a, an iota of doubt about that, maybe I could consider a few other ideas. One is, for example, as I've said, the portfolio career. The other is that we have a level, a growing, a burgeoning level of entrepreneurship now because the web has opened up so many possibilities for people to forge new careers, but also to run a second career on or a second project alongside their main job. You see, as far as I'm concerned, work is about getting paid. Of course, that's very important. But it's also incredibly important to get a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction from your work and to be surrounded by people, or at least to work with people who respect you and who treat you fairly and evenly. And if all of those boxes aren't ticked, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. And it's a struggle that I know something about because I spent almost 30 years as a workplace consultant dealing with all of the stress, the strife, the disappointments, the pain, and in some cases, the suffering and even mental ill health that resulted from that. So my view is, why waste your time if you're in one of those situations, for example, where your employer doesn't show compassion or support, or where colleagues are constantly backbiting or negative, possibly not with you, but about life in general. Perhaps, as I was saying about the pandemic, the most sensible thing after such an event, or actually as it is still during it, perhaps the most sensible thing is to focus on getting value out of day-to-day -day life and not to push yourself when the future is more uncertain than ever and aiming for a career at a time when everything is in flux and could seem a little pointless. As I touched on the standard advice that we get about finding a career, I mean, touches on practical matters and the theme seems to be study hard, pass your exams and you'll get on. Work hard enough and you can achieve whatever you want to. Well, that is a myth. Hard work doesn't necessarily produce success. Many of the most successful people will tell you they didn't work particularly hard to do it. And 
Anyway, however hard you work, particularly in the conventional workplace, there are all sorts of forces at work, office politics, favouritism, downsizing, upsizing, corporate changes. There are dozens of influences that will affect your career path over which you have no choice or control or could affect your career path, should I say. So the standard advice can be extremely narrow in its outlook. It's there to keep the economy going. It's there to keep people in education. Parental advice that we get may be based on stuff that is way out of date. The workplace is changing so rapidly, uh, we can't keep pace with it. I remember about 10 years ago, I think it was, they were saying that the top 25 jobs in 20 years hadn't even been invented yet. And think now about, for example, influencers. If you're 20 or under, that might seem pretty normal to you that people can be influencers. But to people older than that, it didn't even exist in the 1990s or the early 2000s. Not in a way that we'd recognise and not in a way that we'd recognise that name. So, as I mentioned earlier, Handy's recognition of a portfolio career path came about when you realised that individuals would be required to develop portable skill sets to meet the needs of a fast-moving future workplace. His prediction also foresaw the gig economy. Like it or hate it, the gig economy that is, it opens up possibilities. And one of the great advantages, it seems to me, these days is flexibility of outlook with regard to work. So my central idea here, I suppose, is by all means do what everybody else is doing if you want to. But if it's not a good fit for you, then look around and consider a few other possibilities. And one of those possibilities might be to do nothing in particular about a career until you've gained a bit more experience. Or it might be to take a university degree course on a topic you love rather than one you're doing simply because it has job prospects at the end of it. And by the way, when I was teaching at university, potential students would ask me every year at our open days, will I get a job at the end of this? What are my job prospects when I've done this course? Well, I was teaching mediation and conflict resolution. So I was honest and I said, if you're doing the course in order to get a job, I suggest you find another course because, of course, this will help you develop. You'll increase your range of skills. You could work as a freelancer, but it's very unlikely that you'll simply walk into a job because you have a degree. And if it is that simple, then there'll be thousands of others in line with you anyway. So do what you love and plan your career or plan your life path in such a way that allows you scope to experience many things. Fortunately, there are many opportunities. Now, I'm not overlooking the fact that, of course, we all need to earn a living, but that can be fairly flexible too, as long as you're bringing uh, the bacon home, as they say, or if you're a vegan, uh, lentils or whatever the equivalent would be. So, you know, it's just about opening your mind to possibilities. What has motivated me in this topic, as I touched on earlier, is the questions I get. But behind those questions, and also I have this with face-to-face -face clients as well, is 
the stress, the tension and the worry at a time in life, say 18 to 25, 18 to 30, something like that, a time in life when you're meant to be relaxed and enjoying yourself. It shouldn't be all bound up in targets and achievements if you don't want it to be. That's my point. If you do want it to be, that's absolutely fine. But there are choices. That is what I'm saying. So what would I hope for you to take away from this? Well, I would say focus as much on developing you as on the academic and technical aspects and skills of anything you might ultimately want to do. One thing is for sure, when you go into the workplace, whatever your chosen role, you will need those social skills, you will need those people skills, and in fact, they are highly prized by employers. So I would be saying, split your time 50-50, study by all means, pass the exams by all means, but also think about your own development as a human being, because that will do something else for you. That will teach you the resilience and the skills of stress management and all of the stuff that you'll be needing in the future to get yourself through those inevitable challenges and tight spots that life will throw at you. So it's an investment in yourself which will pay off just as much as any technical training or scientific training you might head for. So think life, not just career, job or money. And in parentheses here, I just say that 30 years as a therapist has taught me that people who attend to the life skills, their own development, understanding their own internal processes, getting to know their emotions and manage them, working on uh, what is broadly called emotional intelligence, for example, and their social skills, tend to do better. And they are not the ones who turn up in crisis with therapists like me trying to sort out some difficulty in life. The people who prepared earlier by developing themselves actually turned out to be more resilient and usually sort out their problems as they go along. It's always astonished me how many highly qualified people are frankly ignorant about so much about what makes them tick. And it's only when they suddenly burn out or get some huge rejection or disappointment or f failure as they perceive it in their life, a failure which they then struggle with and sometimes take months or even years to dig their way out of that problem. Time spent on your own development early in life is time very well spent. I would say that, wouldn't I? But look around and consider my words. And remember, learning is lifelong. I got my master's degree when I was over 50 years old. You can go back to university at any stage in your life. And as I touched on earlier, I actually think that's a better deal. You don't waste the first year for a start getting drunk and falling over with your mates. It's not all about social life. I did my degree in parallel with a full-time job. I would also say, and I'm not necessarily holding myself up as an example here, but I'm representative of 
people like me who I know that I've never simply had a job. I've had a main job and I've had some good jobs, but I've always had a sideline, editing, writing, therapy. I've always been doing something else with my time apart from my main job. Those other things, by the way, always contributed to my own development, but also as I love teaching, I love writing, I like editing. There were also things that, however boring the day job got, I had something to look forward to in my other interests, which, as it happened, were lucrative as well. My final point for now is you only have one life, but you can have more than one career. So don't rush into something that you feel uncomfortable with. Consider all the possibilities, breathe and set yourself an agreeable pace and reflect before jumping in with both feet. So that's all from me, a short one for this episode. I hope it's shaken up some ideas. I hope it's been useful or at least thought provoking. Look out for future episodes. I have a couple of promising conversations lined up which relate to this topic, in fact, of career and where you can go in life with people who found unusual ways to find satisfaction and fulfillment in what they do. As ever, if you have any questions, info at barrywinbolt.com is my email address. Fire off a question, I will reply to you and possibly even we can set up a Zoom call if you want to chat about any of it. So this is me, Barry Winbolt saying bye for now and over and out.